Going for a wee walkabout, mate. It's Australian for walkabout. The dingo ate my baby. The wallaby ate my baby. Fastest. Shrimps on the bobby. What? Fastest. It's Australian for beer. Oh, fastest. (laughs) Fastest. (laughs) Pass me a fastest, mate. I had to actually uh, translate that in my head. Fastest. Fastest what? Fast as a dango? (laughs) These mics are hot. That's so unlike us. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. I like it. How did I look this morning? Hot, baby. Hot cha-cha-cha. Okay, should we get rolling? Yeah, let's do this. Do it. Okay, well, welcome back to another episode of your favorite scuba diving podcast internet radio show coming at you coast to coast around the world, the great... Dive podcast. And here's Jamesy. And Brandonio. <laughs> and I wish we could do a good, uh, of course, nobody knows who Ed McMahon is anymore, but a good Ed McMahon. And here's Brando. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, who made that saying famous? Flip Wilson. No, you are correct, sir. That was, well, it was supposed to be Ed McMahon on the Johnny Carson show, but Saturday Night Live doing an imitation of him. That's the only, I was I was listening to an interview with, uh, what's his name? Kevin Nealon. He's the one that did Kevin it. Kevin Neely? Neely. Oh, yeah, Nealon, okay. Neely, Neely, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was the one that did the impersonation that was saying, you are correct, sir. And that's all he kept saying. He goes, <laughs> I don't know where I came up with it because it's not like he says it on the show. But he, he says, you know, they were talking, him and Norm MacDonald were talking about how they come up with impersonations. That was brought up that he did it. You were an awesome man, he says. And he goes, well, not really. <laughs> I, I didn't even do I just anything. made up a catchphrase. And that wasn't even accurate. And just like the George Bush one, which is not going to do it. You know, David right. Carvey yeah, says, yeah. no, he's never said that before. <laughs> it wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. He said he just made it up and fit. Classic days. Yeah. Anyway, nobody would remember. You don't get comedy like that any longer. No, people think. Well, we are. We are. We are becoming those old guys who are like, back in my day, there was really funny stuff, and we worked, and we we. It's like it's like walked uh, everywhere. Twenty year olds don't even laugh today. There's nothing to laugh about. Oh, they're stupid, man. (laughs) You should know. You've got a couple. No, my kids are awesome, but they don't know humor. I play, I play some of the old classics. They just sit there. Then they put on some ridiculous crap. 
you know, they could sit and watch YouTube for hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out of here. And yeah. Then, yeah. Anyway. Microwaving fails. Yes. Yes. You could play. <laughs> I, do, I do, however. Sprinkler uh, fails. I will get sidetracked. I'll be working on the computer and, uh, you know, putting up a video or whatever. You can get on YouTube and they're on the little sidebars. You know, 100 Greatest Fails of something. The Fail Army or whatever. And they're right. pretty funny. Some, oh, of, them some are funny. of them are. Yeah. They should have a scuba fails. Do they have a scuba fails? Just a graveyard. It will just show a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a couple of them are made up. Like, have you seen the one of the uh, yeah. the 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 entry fails? Mm-hmm. It's in uh, it's in over in Asia somewhere, probably like Thailand or Indonesia or something. It'd be illegal here. It'd be but it was no. It's it's made up. It's fake, and it goes on for too long. And then you we start would to never see, make up stuff. Then you start to see the same people. Oh, Entry, yeah, and they're yeah. doing like all these face plant entries going off of the boat. Well, it's just like in the news. So you it was see the same people. Yeah. So it was okay. <laughs> do your thing. worst giant stride entry. Okay. I'm gonna video them all, and then we're gonna put it up on YouTube. Like it's a collection yeah, a of years, hits, yeah. like years of videos, but it's the same five guys yeah. entering over and over and over again. Well, speaking of Indonesia and Thailand, there was that article we were talking about recently that came up in that scuba accidents forum. Yes. That was about the, the British girl who got paralyzed. I recall. And was suing the resort because of a failure for them identifying that she most likely had the Possibly bends bent, and right. let her back in the water to do an additional dive. I think it went a little bit further. It wasn't just uh, let her back in the water. They told her she's good to go. It wasn't... Uh, wasn't like uh, she said I probably shouldn't go, and they were like, "Okay, you know, right?" Or she you was were, like, you "I'm were feeling only... bent, and I want to go diving still." And they were like, "Yeah, sure." No, it was the opposite. It was I'm feeling bent, and they said, "You're not bent. Go diving." You're not bent. It was only a thirty foot dive. It was only a ten yeah. meter dive. You couldn't have gotten bent. You're fine. False. Well, you're not. Theoretically, you are supposed to be able to. Go from two addas to one adda with unlimited time, and you shouldn't theoretically. That was the old well within a prescribed reduction of ambient pressure. Well, that's what two addas to one adda is. Well, no, even you're supposed to be able to go instantaneously. That was the old thought of the dive tables. That's why it used to be 33 feet was unlimited, and that's why. You well, it was unlimited. It was unlimited feet. as long as your ascent rate was not over a hundred feet mm-hmm. per minute. I believe is what the original reduction of ambient pressure well, rate if was. If you look at yeah, it was the the, uh, the old dive tables are like no, there wasn't even an ascent rate. Almost it was just like come on up. And I I remember it was come to your next stop as quick as possible, as quick as possible. That was your deco rules. Those were the days. They weren't like oh slowly go up. They were. You want to be at next stop as quickly as possible. Well, yeah. So, but the, uh, yeah, well, way back in the old days, I'm talking, your reduction could be two to one. Yeah, that was and, Haldane's original yes. critical tension ratio yes. was two to one. Okay. So j- just to recap this story a little bit for the people who aren't aware. Uh, this, uh, this young 28-year-old girl, Amy Stone, suffered permanent spinal damage 
from nitrogen in her blood after a series of dives at a five-star resort in Indonesia. Now, this is a um, this is a story from the Sun, written by a looks like a Brittany Vanau, recently ended December of uh, 2017. Anyway, so uh, uh, before we go any further, does it say when the incident took place? This was two years ago, so she was 26. This occurred uh, in April of 2015. Okay, so this is, yeah, this has been a little bit. Yeah, so this is ongoing court proceedings. So it just must right now be getting to the court. <laughs> That's why we're seeing the stories being publicized. So she um, she spent three weeks in and out of the chamber during what should have been a six-month gap trip. The old gap trip. The old, the old gap trip. Walkabout, mate. Now, this is something that I need to start petitioning for in, in the States, Oh, you can do what, it. What's all these uh, Brits doing these six-month gap trips? All British people are rich, and they have guns. <laughs> oh, wait, that's us. <laughs> so you sure get some nice trips. Six months rolling through the South Pacific. Well, you know what? She's what the hell was I, what was I doing when I was 28 years old? You weren't. Uh, you didn't have a YouTube account that made money just by you getting up in the morning. Good point. <laughs> Kids today can make money with anything. They don't even have to leave their house. I tried. I had a, I had a MySpace page. Now, she, um, they mentioned that she a, was a marathon runner who is now suing the resort for 50,000 pounds in damages, claiming that the instructors failed to notice she had the telltale signs of the bends. So saying that the negligence was on the instructors who once again, like we were saying, let her back in the water, told her she was fine mm-hmm. when they should have probably said, uh, you need well, some help. Yes. Amy said that it was supposed to be a trip of her lifetime, but it nearly cost her her life. She's had no apology from the instructors. They didn't help her at all. They should have spotted the signs and got me to the hospital. Well, the, you know, not to, let's, let's just put this out here. The instructors really can't apologize. Lee, from their legal counsel, once it goes into a courtroom battle, once you apologize, you're admitting fault. Correct. You know, it's just stuff like that. You can't really, like, fault them for that. Okay, I'm not going to... They well, may feel bad, yes, but, but they so can't this publicly is the, say, I feel bad because we made a mistake. Sure, so this is the the empathetic pressure from the writer. Right, yes. Well, I'm saying that most of these stories... Now, you find this story in various places through the Internet now. So who's pushing this story to be... Told yeah, because there's there's a half counsel. a dozen of these yeah. you'll you'll find yeah. pretty easily looking up with slightly different uh, sentiment or yeah, yeah written a little bit or, yeah. yeah. So she was uh, 26. She was on an around the world trip, and she was staying at a quote prestigious Patty Five Star Oceans Five Dive Resort back in April of 2015. But she had been dragged from the water and given oxygen after surfacing from her third dive when the young woman temporarily went blind, was disoriented, and had what felt like the worst migraine imaginable, quote-unquote. She claims that the staff told her that the dive was not deep enough to have caused the bends and gave her the all-clear to dive again. After doing another dive, she suffered a loss of feeling in her legs, eventually going to a local hospital despite the staff saying she didn't need to. So let me get this straight. Brought her up had the worst migraine, gave her O2. Uh, what other symptoms did they And 
and said that it was wasn't deep enough of a dive. To well, yeah, it. I know that. I'm just trying to figure out. So she had all these symptoms. They gave her O2. Put her, yeah, put her on O2. She was temporarily blind, right? And temporarily blind. So, and then they're like, "You're you're good to go for the next dive, though." Is that because that's how I'm reading that? Is right. She went on one dive, had all of this happen. They gave her the O2. Apparently, it may have mitigated those those uh, symptoms. But then they said, "Okay, go ahead to the next dive." Even even if you're not suspecting bends, why in the world would you ever put someone back in the water after temporary blindness? And of course, the the incredible migraine if it's as bad as she's saying, and the confusion, the the neurological deficits there. You should be going, "Whoa, this person doesn't belong back in the water." No, sounds like this person's got a type two hit or something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, yes, one of the first things you'll ask is a chamber, you know, is a dive medic is were you breathing compressed gas and if so you're going to treat for you know type or some kind so of she hit. did get to the hospital she was uh, diagnosed with decompression sickness and spent seven hours in a chamber continued to stay uh, at the hospital for for another month after more than two years of treatments she has not regained any feeling in her legs suffers from severe muscle fatigue and pain former long distance runner who completed the 2014 brighton marathon was determined to walk again, and they've got videos on online of her uh, rehabilitating and, and yeah. walking. Very, very difficult, but but getting there. She's now able to walk without assistance, but has a limp, falls over easily. She needs intensive neurophysiotherapy to keep her mobile, and she needs to be uh, catheterized. In response to Amy's claims, the uh, the Ocean's Five Resort said that they cannot uh, make a comment because the case is still ongoing. But they claim that their side of the story is very different from hers. And I guess at the end of the day, that's where we're going to be is we've got one side of the story said, being told. Said. Yes. And they aren't saying their side of the story publicly. So really when you have an accident like this brought to the public's view, it's very difficult to come up with anything, anything substantial. So our discussion should probably head in the direction of the areas of responsibility and or how much responsibility does the diver hold, an instructor hold, and a, a dive resort slash, you know, provider of uh, diving hold in these circumstances with your diving. I mean, don't you, let me ask you this, you, you're an instructor, so it's a little bit different. Maybe you have a little higher knowledge, but I know what's taught to open water students. You are made aware of how much responsibility is is on the diver versus an instructor on the boat versus the boat operator versus the resort owner operator yeah and that's where a lot of the information is missing in this because it doesn't say if she was doing a full open water course it doesn't say i'm assuming she's open water certified or was it a discovery, discovery dive where yeah. she's you know did the discovery and they're just doing the little handhold dives throughout the week while she's there. I think they would have put that in. I mean that in and of itself. Well, she would have said that. She would have said, "I am on a discover scuba diving." So they obviously screwed up, up really bad. If you can bend somebody, I mean, I know there are people. Okay, so let's even how, say how much diving experience does it does she have? Does it say that either? It doesn't. Okay. I mean, there are people that are probably so more susceptible. We to can bands. look at like this one here is a um, different story written by a Lorna Dockerell. Oh, Lorna. Yeah, Lorna. This was out of Scuba Diver magazine. 
written, you know, right around the same time. It's the same story. I mean, it's the same person. It's a story. It's the same about the story same about the same person about the same a event, writer. but a, a different writer. So it's got a little bit of a different take to it, but it's going through the same facts. It's referencing a story out of the mirror, you know. But this is just a out of scuba diving magazine.com. One of their writers writing it. Basically, I read this article in the mirror. Okay, so this is a one out of the, out Daily, of the Daily Mail. Mail. That's the one where a lot of people criticize the Daily Mail. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you start looking at some of these comments. She deserves nothing from them. She knew the risks. It was her choice. Is one of the comments like right away that you're mm-hmm. seeing in there, and I guess if we look at like the different states of of certification, right? She could have been a discover. Not a really sure. She could be open water going through her open water course. Not really sure. She could be open water certified from them. Not a hundred percent sure on any of those. But assuming that she was on holiday and she was going to take this certification while she was there, which is what it sounds like to me for her to have this bad of an ascent while supervised bad, really bad makes it seem like there is a lack in supervision, lack of instruction, a lack of her walking away, really understanding what she did wrong again. Yeah. We're not really seeing the entire picture. If it is a discover scuba diving and the instructor has more than one or two students down there and she lost control of her buoyancy from 30 feet and popped to the surface, yes, the instructor holds some responsibility, but at the same time, as an instructor, if you've seen this kind of thing happen, there's little you can, what are you going to do, fly up after them? Then, I mean, you will, but you're not going to catch them usually. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's 30 feet, they lose control, or they just panic and bolt to the surface. Sure. You know, mask floods, whatever, and they go. And you try to catch them, but you weren't close enough or whatever. Sure. So for for that, that's what your liability statement over here, mm-hmm. like that's over here in the States, that's exactly why the, the liability statements are in there. Well, yeah. It's for an event like that, not for gross negligence of an instructor. Right. Right. And I think from that story, it, it's hard to tell what the real truth is. And again, I go back to the the real like bad part or the real negligent part on behalf of the resort owner slash instructor would be saying, go back in the water after those symptoms. If that's all true, that to me is a, I mean, you could look at that and go, that's pretty rough. That's not a, oh, yeah, yeah. a good idea from no. an instructor standpoint. I mean, I could say harsher things, but it's as an instructor, never, never, ever say yeah get back in the water after you have any kind of fast ascent like a, like a rocketing yeah. fast ascent or even ascent. if you didn't have the ascent whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe, even if you didn't maybe, have the ascent right I, you just came up and you were blind uh, i can't yeah, see i was going to get to the blind part yeah. uh, you know all of these these migraine even if it had nothing to do with diving you would never say go back in the water what if they just showed up like that weren't even diving you'd say no you're not going in the water right if they showed up to the boat that morning yeah Say, hey. I have a headache. I can't I see. Just, I'm confused. I'm walking into walls or whatever you're doing. Yeah, today's not your day. So where does that onus lie, though? On the instructor there, the dive master captain on the boat, the, the manager of the dive shop at the resort, or on the diver themselves? It, in my opinion, I would assume you're going to be very similar to me. Is It, it kind all of falls of on all. Exactly. On, on everybody needs to step in somewhere. So... The negligence is on a lot of people, but typical in this world we live in today is we need to pin it on somebody to, to get to the end of it. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're looking at it from the viewpoint as, I don't want this to happen to somebody else, and you're the victim, that's one thing. There is some responsibility on the diver themselves on this. I mean, that's the big well, thing. She I'm going to agree with you up, in, up until the point of, I, I don't officially know the certification level. True. So if, if this is a discovery, which essentially should be... You, you're handcuffed to the the dive master leading the whole entire time so that an event like this doesn't occur because you don't have the knowledge to be independent in and of yourself. I mean, you can go back and forth on this all day. That's the whole thing about it. I think there is some responsibility on the diver themselves, even if it's discover diving. You know how you feel, you know. You know what's going on in your head. Why would you jump back in the water? If, if all of that really happened, why would you jump back in the water? See, this is what makes me think that she isn't certified, is because but she just, there's she, pictures of her in on other looks like other trips, and if you look in through that whole article, I don't know. I think, him, I think her that's and the, her boyfriend pictures of her on the, on the first two the first but, two okay, days. Okay, that's trip, her you know? and her boyfriend right there. Yeah, is that on that that dive? You think? I'm thinking it's the probably the day before or the the, the dive before or earlier in that dive. I mean, hmm. I could easily see that. Well, you know, if it's the a dive, discover diving. You don't, I mean, that's a one-day deal. No, that's incorrect. Okay. You're going to discover dive the whole freaking time? Yeah. Why wouldn't you get certified? You're paying for all those dives. That's stupidly ridiculous. I agree, but it, it, I mean, the, uh, the the Discover Scuba is you go through the program, yeah. and then you can do, you for, can, one, for one year, you can do Discovery Dives where you just you handhold You don't the, have to go through the program anymore. Is what yeah, you're saying. You don't have to go so, through that mod one. That's why you're saying anymore. there's a Discover Dive certification. Yeah. You know I always I mean? look at it a Discover Diving as you're, it's you're the experiencing one, the it. One little dip and drop. Right. You're going to experience it. And if you like it, you'll finish the class. If you don't like it, you say, I tried it once. Correct. But that, uh, but that's but they, but they officially by yeah. standards you can you can ride yeah. that for that the ridiculous next year. Though? It is. It's it's very ridiculous. It just goes to show you, you know, the 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 lack of interest so many people have in in putting it, any work. Correct. It's either and it's that. But it's, the other it's side also, of it is, is it written for? Is that designed for the resorts themselves to just cash thank in? Thank you. It, that's the real motive, if you ask me. Is they say, oh, you don't even have to take a class. yeah. You don't have to just, you, just we'll take you. We'll take you diving every keep time. Keep giving me money and. You'll have paid for three or four classes by the, by the time, time you're done, this is yeah. all done, but you won't be certified so that when you do decide to get certified, you can pay for another class. And we got you on all these experience. Did you get the experience of the diving? Sure. Well, no, I'm with you that, because that's... You're right. So that's a huge part of the story, right? That's a big that we part don't know. of that, a story that would lead you to, you know, I don't want to say judge, but it is judged to, to be able to give an informed opinion about who, where responsibility should go. That's why I like to look at it generically. What responsibility level does the diver have versus the, an instructor on board the boat, the, the captain and the resort owner? And I should throw dive master in there, whatever. I mean, when I say dive instructor, I mean dive master as well. You're gonna read read some of the because uh, there was a couple comments. Other, yeah, that's where I was going. There's a couple other good comments in here. Yeah, so another comment here is this sounds very suspicious. What diver would ever go back into the water within days of surfacing blind? If she is Patty qualified, she should be able to see the symptoms herself, not the responsibility of the resort. And I get that, but that that's a the, there's that if question, right? Right. If she's certified. She should realize this herself. My suspicion is that there's a, a good possibility that she's not officially she's not fully certified. Yeah. Certified. Otherwise, the article seems like it would open up saying Amy Stone 
Patty Master Scuba Diver since 2011, surfaced from a dive, blind and semi-paralyzed, took a couple puffs of O2, and decided to do another dive again. But that's, well, not, how it's pre- that's not how it's you presented. You have her convicted right there. She she should have way known better. Correct. Right, as a experienced and, and But to me, it seems like this girl diver. is really naive to, True. In to, which case, to, to what happened. In which case, you'd judge it differently. You'd say, I think... She still holds some responsibility. Correct, but that's not what occurs <laughs> when you're behind the computer monitor. No, of course. And you not. got a keyboard in front. Yes. <laughs> now put a, so, put a little like keyboard. We, so, a so where we first came came to this was in the scuba accidents forum, right? Which uh, let me ask you this: We're in that scuba accident forum, and we've talked about the scuba accidents forum before. And you know, I think the motivation for creating it and the guy that created it very nice and he's doing a great thing you know he's trying to do a great thing have you ever seen a discussion on the scuba accidents forum that actually no came out to no here's what we've got and here's what we found no and we discussed it nicely and no viewpoints were presented and no name calling and uh no the place seems to be a magnet for psychopaths just like most every scuba accident forum I've ever been involved with. So, I mean, again, well, yeah, kudos to the owner and the moderators. They they go and do the best they can. But So, I mean, you look at like some of the just like the ridiculous claims, like immediately. In my opinion, the diver is solely responsible. Agree. Okay. I know nothing, <laughs> but they're always responsible. Yeah. Are there any um, that are well, saying? Well, again, so th- so then somebody comes in, she's and, and makes the same claim as what what we're saying is, was she a certified diver on an experience program or or on an experience program? And uh, somebody comes in with, she was wearing a zoop in one of the pictures. I would guess she was certified. Once you have a zoop, <laughs> I think it comes with your card, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you get a zoop computer as soon as you get certified in in most Indonesian resorts. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Um, In which case, the majority of blame is likely to rest with her. A lot of courses in Indonesia are taught with computers these days, so it could have been an open water course, certainly not a tri-dive. Although if it was her third dive of the day, it would be more likely to be continuing education or fun diving around those parts. Very unfortunate either way. How could you rule out a tri-dive? Yeah, you you can't rule out a tri-dive. You can't rule out certification because you can do three certification dives in a day nowadays. So there's just a lot of speculation where people are making this judgment call with with half half the story. Yes. Well, that's... Generally, and case. generally speaking, only one side of the story because nobody's heard the resort side other right. than the attorneys, which haven't said anything because it's in, still in litigation. Yes, you'll never hear both sides. And they, that's the other side of these accidents is they come out there. We are presented with one side of the story. Everybody uh, jumps in and, and gives their crazy viewpoint. Then the story goes away and we never hear the outcome ever. Um, and I and then you're less of a human being for having read most of the comments. Well, I'm going to get even less. Okay. <laughs> you're dumber after having read. Correct, correct. Because you, you, you read through them thinking you're going to finally get to the answer yeah but you don't you just yeah. get further down a hole yes like uh this one where you know somebody comes in and says they shouldn't have let her dive again but that said i wouldn't have had those symptoms well of course not either. do you know who i am <laughs> scuba divers should be educated that they are responsible for their own safety dms are just their guide period and then somebody else comments back saying, nope, DM is also a lifeguard. A DL is a tour guide. But if she separated from the group and did her own thing, completely her fault. And props to the DM for tending to their flock. So, again, here's two completely opposite perspectives, like totally missing each other's mm-hmm. point altogether. And they've each painted a, a whole different scenario, of which one or neither 
of the circumstances apply. It's like, well, well, what if she, you know, dyed her hair that morning and the peroxide affected her? That's why she holds all the responsibility. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? I know I'm being a little ridiculous, but here they go giving props to the dive master. And they have no idea what the dive master was doing. Correct. Did the dive master, you know, tend to their flock because right. she s- swam off? That's pretty presumptuous. Exactly. Especially for a brand new diver. Usually they're glued right to your fins. Right. And uh, afraid to get, you know, afraid to let go of your leg as you're you're swimming, you know? <laughs> well, and that's it. This whole thing, if you're looking at it legal standpoint, which I kind of think the way we're looking at it is who holds responsibility. So I guess there's a legal aspect of responsibility and then the moral aspect of responsibility. And yes, legal doesn't mean moral. A lot of times they're the well, exact opposites. Especially here in the States. Yes. Well, we can't say, I think the whole world is this. <laughs> well, way. I would. No. I can't speak from experience of, of the legal system I in foreign lands you. like you. I will tell you that I've seen, uh, like, I've seen different islands on the other side of the globe, on the globe in my office, and I will tell you, their legal systems are exactly as whacked. Yeah, I could imagine. I no, could imagine. I'm kidding. I have no idea. But I think the world as a whole, you know, kind of operates under this, you know, the same thing that we do, which is let's try to make money off of whoever we can. Um, no, I, I I have heard this a couple of times. Yeah, um, let's make money off of whoever we can. Yeah. So another, another one coming in saying, I didn't catch if she was a certified diver or doing a scuba experience. If certified, she should be ashamed for blaming others for something she is entirely responsible for herself. It sounded like the dives she claims caused decompression sickness were single dives on different days. So I wonder if it was really even decompression sickness or something else that coincidentally happened around the time she was diving. On a side note, I wonder what makes Oceans 5 prestigious because it has five stars, LOL. Five's in the name, that's why. Um, and, but then uh, this other gent comes in saying, Haha, welcome to the sun. It's almost like our version of Fox News in that the accuracy of what it reports isn't relevant. So I would I've also heard, throw I've heard CNN, numerous, MSNBC. Well, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've heard Let's numerous not just times. single out Fox. Come on. I've, I've heard numerous times clowns, people mentioning the sun. Clowns. But, I mean, this article is re, rewritten in the Daily yeah. Mail, in, the, in Yahoo News. In, well, Yahoo News, you don't even have to be a news person. Yeah. You, you do understand that when it comes up. Yahoo News. Anybody can submit a story. Anybody. You, me. Let's do one. My brother, John. Let's do a story. <laughs> Answers. Answers to the Amy Stone case. <laughs> written and with, at the bottom. Written with knowledge by James and Randall. <laughs> Therapy coming searches. Exactly. Yikes. I just, how many posts came up from this? I mean, it's obviously it sparked a uh, flurry, a firestorm of opinion. The blame game for money. There's too many factors that could be going on here. Was she flying? Who deep? Who deep? Who deep? I think that's supposed to be how deep. Came up too fast. She should have been trailed to dive responsibly. So this person's got some grammar and uh, typing. Probably This guy's an idiot. Just typing fiercely, (laughs) just like... You're an idiot. Did somebody come in afterwards and go, you're an idiot, you can't even spell. And then they go into, you know, 50 comments to each other about grammar. Okay, so here's another guy saying, um, why always blame the instructor? If you were in a car accident, do you blame your driving instructor or school? Yes, yes, I do. Hey, if the instructor's in the car with you and you're driving underwater, well, of course you do. So she went for dive number four. 
four after being, quote, dragged from the water and given oxygen after surfacing from her third dive. Is that what with, he's reading? I'm not reading that. With the young woman temporarily blind and disoriented with what felt like, quote, the worst migraine imaginable. She claims that the staff told her that the dive was not deep enough to have caused the bends and gave her the all clear again. And then somebody responds to that saying, you can only give yourself the go ahead. That is the first thing taught in open water cert. And I don't know if that's the first thing taught, but... It's the first thing I say. You can only give yourself the go-ahead, yes. You will be surprised what people do under the guidance of authority, especially when someone with little knowledge or experience, even with experience, social pressures and conditioning, also plays into this. Plenty of videos on YouTube about it. And uh, this one is... great. Yeah, that whole pressure from authority, you know, thinking that, hey, there's somebody's smarter than me, better than me, the, the instructor, the dive staff said that I'm okay to go. You can easily see in, seeing someone saying, oh, I'm overreacting to this. Right. Just go do it on the dive. It'll be fine. Right. And that's why I say there is some responsibility on the authoritative staff or on the dive staff to determine who's good to go in the water. Because sometimes, especially especially if you're confused, right? You don't know. You're not making good judgment. You have to, you pay a dive staff to take you diving kind of watch out for you and to, to keep a you safe yeah, there is you some do. level of responsibility on that dive staff for sure well that I mean that like you and i go through this stuff all the time like why just because you have an open water card you you don't know anything really right i mean it's your license to learn yeah that that open water card is a license to get in the water with a dive master and make sure they take care of you and you don't do something just blatantly ridiculous and idiotic and and breaking all the rules but it does not give you the go-ahead to really get in the water on your own independently and do stuff and she's definitely on a resorty trip right it's a lead it's a a, 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 a professionally led guided dive trip right? right and you as that dive master are supposed to go into the water knowing who you're in the water with and decide what is the best vantage point as the, the leader of that dive to make sure that everybody that's in your group is within standards and stays safe. Great. Sometimes meaning don't even get in the water. Especially if watch you're from the surface. blind, migraine, you know. So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to always have that hand holder in there. Oh, yeah. But a lot of people are trained specifically for that ability to just follow the dive master. I think that's a ton of people. It's not necessarily that they're trained that way, but they're allowed to pass. Okay, With they're allowed only to that pass. Ability, yeah. They have only that ability, but you know as well as I know that the open water card doesn't say and this is one of our our discussion points all the time. That open water card, that basic open water card that you get does not say you're good to go under the supervision of a dive professional. What it says is you are a certified diver now. Now you can rent equipment and go diving in open water as long as you maintain these depths, right? They do throw caveats, you know, like within your ability. Well, how vague can that be? What do you mean? First of all, most of these egotistical... Excuse me. First of all, most of these egotistical people that, I mean, there's egotistical people that are in dive classes, right? The students, they're there. I've had students who believe they're, you know, little fish man and and I'm a nuisance teaching them scuba diving, right? Right. And you're trying to teach them, hey, this is how equipment, the equipment works. This is the things you need to be aware of underwater. And this is the technique to use the equipment properly. Well, get out of my way, old man. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, this is I'll be fine. I wasn't always old, but yes, you're right. You're exactly right. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. My uncle had gear, and I used it in the lake. At our yeah, house. yeah. 
Yeah, so you have that. But the card doesn't say anything like you are certified to go dive with the dive master. It says you're, you're certified, certified to, to dive. go diving. So, yeah, a lot of people won't listen to a dive master anyway or believe they know better. Correct, which is where it would be nice to hear the resorts and the instructor's side of this. It, well, it, it's, it's, as always. It's very necessary to, to make any decision. But that's not stopping these guys. Yeah. <laughs> that never stops anyone on the on the uh, discussion forums. Having an informed opinion is not a not a prerequisite. It's so strange. Who wants to dive again after being temporary out of vision before getting cleared and examined of a real dive doctor? But again, that's that whole uh, authoritative bias, right. you know that mm-hmm. uh, you know Gareth talks about in that human factor stuff. Is when somebody of authority tells you, "Hey, you're fine." Mm-hmm. You, you oh, tender. okay, I, I guess I'm fine. Let's go do yeah. another dive. A, it's what you wanted to hear. You didn't want to hear you're very injured, okay? So right, you're, you're right. automatically yeah, 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 going to yeah, yeah. grasp onto that. Oh, he said I'm good, so I must be good. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing not only with your physical condition but your diving abilities. In Open Water Instructor 101 course, you're taught you can only give positive, right? Only positive affirmations. So how do you tell a student you're very bad diver? You're very... You're a horrible diver. How do you tell them that with only positive things? I always used to be, well, do you like knitting or ceramics? Because... Uh, what's your golf handicap? I, I can't say you're a bad diver. You might be a great knitter. You're a good knitter. So um, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be signing cards right now, but are there any other hobbies that interest you? <laughs> exactly. So when all you can do is give positive feedback. critique or yep. feedback, it's very difficult to get across the idea of you're in trouble, you, you're not very good at what you do here at this particular activity. And I was, you know. Right. Hey. Well, that's what's that's what I like about how I teach, how you teach. Yes. It's everybody Honest. needs to know. Yeah. Some positive feedback. Every student needs positive positive feedback. But every student also, no matter how good they do, needs to be able. To, you need to be able to enlighten them with things that they can still improve. They, you got to show them both all the right. time. And so much of the the general industry, the, the the big box scuba certifications, is positive approach all the time. Tell everybody they're great. Tell everybody they're wonderful. Tell everybody they're having fun. Tell them. Keep diving. Keep buying gear. And it's very frowned upon to stop somebody and say, "Dude, you got some serious things you need to fix." Right. Oh yeah. And how are you usually? met with that let me ask you that i know my experience i've had grown men cry which offsets me i don't know what to i'm like i don't know what to say just from a scuba critique and it wasn't like you're a horrible human being it was you need to work on that frog kick you're you know dropping your knees you're gonna stir up the mud you're not aware of your partner when you're when you focus on any one thing we ask you to focus on you've completely lost it just stuff like that, you know. So you say those things, and you're a bad person. Well, sure, but nowadays, you know, people come to you and I because of exactly you're going to give them that. You're going to the give them the, the honest opinion. You're going to give them a real critique, and you're going to really you're not going to give them a card. You're going to give them an education, right? And I think the people over the years have realized that hey. I'm not going to, there's a good chance I might not be done this weekend, but in the long run, when I finally get the certification, I've really, really earned it. And I actually have something under my belt. I actually have a set of skills. An ability that I can can put into any situation. Right. And that's the thing that I think is lacking in the general, you know, scuba 101. So when you can't give an honest critique, you have to always be positive. And then people will say, well, can't you give an honest one and be positive? No. 
my, my <laughs> everything's not positive in this world. <laughs> we in our duality nature here. Everything is not positive when you're teaching someone. As a matter of fact, the only thing you learn when you learn positive is the things you're doing right. Yeah, and the, and the opposite so of, of and the opposite of positive isn't negative. You know, is it isn't. Hey, you have great buoyancy. Hey, you're having fun. Hey, you're gonna do great. And your breath smells right. And, and you're, you 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 wear stupid out of date clothing. Right. It's 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 not negative in a in a you're in exactly a bad right. way. Yes. It's hey, you need to work on this kick or it's, this whatever. Right. Yeah, your these are these control. are a couple things that you're doing great. Mm -hmm. These are a couple things that you need to work on. No right. matter how good you are or how bad you are as a student, you should hear that. Right. Even if it's, I notice, you know, you, you lock your locker up at the pool, you uh, carry your fins well. The problems seem to begin, and from what I can tell, is when, when you enter the water. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I'm being, I am being, that's comedic uh, interlude there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, those are jokes. Those are jokes for the people. All instructors have a duty of care. However, DCI isn't necessarily straightforward to diagnose in late-onset cases. I had one girl who, many hours after two normal dives, collapsed several times in front of me. Recompression treatment over two days resolved, but the case even baffled the dive, in, the dive doctor there. Somebody responds to this by saying, and quoting from the story, she had been dragged from the water and given oxygen after servicing from her third dive. Sure, dive professionals cannot diagnose DCI there, but I sure wouldn't be doing this. Quoting again, she claims that the dive staff told her that the dive was not deep enough to have caused the bends and gave her the all clear to dive again. Yeah, let, let me hold, hold on. You're ex exactly right. Nobody is licensed to diagnose unless you're a doctor. You hold a doctor degree. That's the way the medical profession is. Correct. But you, when you operate in any capacity of being in charge of care of people, you do a like a coverage what it could be. It's like, I can't diagnose a heart attack as a CPR provider. I could if I'm a doctor because I'd put an EKG machine on. Anyway, the long story short is I can't diagnose a heart attack, but when I see someone fall out and they have no pulse and they're not breathing, I'm going to start CPR because I'm going to cover that. Do you understand what I'm saying? If the symptoms and signs present themselves in a certain way, you, you treat in a certain way in order to cover that. So it's not a diagnosis per se. It, it is, but it isn't. It isn't a legal diagnosis. You didn't write it down on paper and say, diagnosis, DCS. Right, right, right. right. And, and they, they mentioned here that, you know, uh, DCS symptoms are usually uh, late onset, uh, often, you know, 12 to 48 hours after a dive. Can be. Can be. But, you know, type 2, right, DCS can often be quickly onset, and those are your typically your really fast tissues, your blood tissues, and those are the ones that are going to be the more neurological, anyways. They're going to be the ones that are going to lead to these very things: paralysis. You know, not a not sore in the shoulder hit, but a these Dumbness, serious, tingling, yeah, yeah, loss of loss sight, of loss of ability to control. urinate. Yeah. You know, yeah. the vestibular losing balance, falling over. You know, this could easily be quickly after getting on the boat. Well, yeah, and the thing is, you don't need to know how to distinguish the difference as a diver. What you need to know is, you can be 12 hours from a dive, 24 hours from a dive. If you're having certain signs and symptoms, i.e., the extreme headache is a giveaway for usually CO2, but it can be a, a, other things too, right? The loss of vision is a huge one. That's a huge neuro hit. Especially coming up out of control from a dive. Right. 
If you dove, if you were breathing, you know, compressed gas at depth in the last 24 even if, hours, and you even lose if you your came vision. Up, even if you came up nice and slow, did your safety stop, you get on the boat, you can't see, and you fall over. There's an issue. <laughs> Breathe O2 until you get to the hospital. And get to a chamber. Exactly right. You're st- the doctors are still going to treat Well, maybe you. even, yeah, maybe, maybe even not necessarily get to, right to the chamber, but definitely get to get the, the hospital. Yes. Let, the, let a doctor make that right. diagnosis to decide whether or not a chamber is in your future. Not, the call, to, not the call to make of, eh, eh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, some, <laughs> there's some cool anemones on this next dive. <laughs> You're gonna miss. You might want to shake that off. That, we we often see that we water. often see octopus on this dive. Have you ever seen an octopus? <laughs> exactly. No, you never you never play around with those signs and symptoms. Give me a break. DCI and DCS can happen without warning signs, and an instructor should only be held responsible for foreseeable issues and mitigate them as much as reasonably re- possible. Disclaimers and acknowledgement of risk forms and medical forms are there for a reason, to protect training personnel in what is admittedly a risky sport where you can die. Are those in uh, caps? Yes. Okay, it was caps locked. Yes, caps locked. It didn't bolder, italicize it. So. Nope, caps locked. Okay, so it's just straightforward yelling. I had a guest go out of his way to actively hide the fact that he had a skin bend. When I found this out, I put him on O2 and called for a medevac. He was collected from the boat and taken straight to a chamber and treated. Any responsible instructor will keep a weather eye on their guests' health and behavior. But we are not trained medical professionals. We are trained educators. And then uh, it goes on and on and on. But I think that's a very good point. Oh, by all means. You do hold a level of responsibility for Absolutely. the people under your care and supervision. And if anything, you would err to the side of safety, safety and caution. And you threw them on O2... Send them to the hospital, mm-hmm. and the doctor goes. It's their problem. You're totally fine. Well, if the doctor. Why'd says you eat the huevos rancheros? That's why you're all. Uh... Could be they would perform the proper test, but even a doctor is going to go. There's neurological compromise. You were breathing compressed gas underwater. You're jumping in the chamber. I don't know a doctor that would would ever say uh, no. That you lost vision, confusion, the headache. If all of those signs and symptoms are correct, any doctor with their you know worth their salt is going to go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is probably ninety nine point nine percent a a diving hit. Now they used to do the old rule out things, and I know a lot of doctors still think that way. Insurance companies were the one that says you can't do rule out anymore. Because you, that would be the diagnosis you would use to get into the hospital. Rule out whatever. So in this case, they'd say rule out decompression sickness and throw them in the chamber. You would always err to that because the decompression sickness would go away once you went down to depth in the chamber. Well, hopefully. Right. Right? doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it takes a long time. But in that particular case, you'd be really a fool to be a doctor and go, oh, you were blind and migraine and confused and you had to be dragged onto the boat take, from a uh, dive? Hey, take two aspirin and go do another you're dive. Good. Let yes, me know. You're <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let me know how you are on Monday. Yeah, they throw them, at, they throw them in a chamber if available. Right. Um, there's a, a post um, from someone says, I'm a recreational diver, but if you have a serious issue and are given oxygen, even if someone else is telling you it's okay, you couldn't pay me to get back in the water. There are a lot of missing pieces here. When I was in Bali, I sat out the last dive because I was uncomfortable getting in the water with two divers who had put our lives in danger during the second dive. Yes, it was only a short dive, but when it comes to putting yourself in danger and a life and death situation, you can't take chances. In the end, you are responsible for your actions. The facts provided just don't make sense. Now, everything this diver here says is good, but it's all hindsight. True. No one one after the fact. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
right? Not being there. And, and again, like being in the water, dealing with these issues as this girl was on holiday, being told she's okay. That doesn't correlate to how this person is answering Mm -hmm. after the fact. Absolutely. Right. And that's the hope of these accident forums, right? Right. And I get it. I I get what this diver's saying. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, you got to err to, to caution, but luckily you it, did. You it's know, easy you, to sit you can't, on the outside you can't make and that... say that's what you do, right? Correct. So again, you know, I go back and hopefully that's what these forums are supposed to be accomplishing. I don't know if they do because of, oh, obviously reading the comments, they don't. They don't. Yeah, let me answer right. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. But hopefully one or two people look at it and go, okay, if I'm ever in that kind of situation, I'm just sitting out. Um, I think I'm the one. <laughs> You're the two. <laughs> Everybody else is uh, sweet. We got something else we can argue about. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. But uh, again, I guess the whole point of reading this accident and, and like any other accident analysis, it's very difficult to come to a judgment. You, you don't know the whole story. And it's after the fact and you weren't there, right? Right. So, you know, if we look at, um, you know, being, uh, being a new diver. Even even if I'm newly certified, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at a, a lot. I mean, I see people come into rescue. I, I've seen people come into a dive master program that had difficulty clearing their mask, right? So if you think somebody who is only in open water has already got all the comfort, knowledge, and ability to get out and do good quality diving on their own, you are flat out lying to yourself. As a matter of fact, I would have to go so far as to say over 50%, that's what I mean by majority, are not. Yeah, so if we look at the this from, from her perspective, like getting in the water, having the issue, whatever that issue was, you know, I mean, was it something completely out of the blue? Like she's got a PFO that she doesn't know about. True. So she had a, a shunt of a bubble crossover to... Her arterial mm-hmm. side, and then boom, this is what caused that. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Was it because she inflated her BCD at 30 feet and shot to the surface in five seconds? We don't have that answer either. Right. So, to, to make the judgment of what was the cause, it's difficult. It's difficult. And, and you're just, really you're just running around in circles. Yeah. Like now, at the end, I look at this. She's suing for 50,000 pounds. That's like, that's like $70,000. Like $75, which to me, like it, it doesn't sound like the girl is trying serious. to take a cash grab. Like I don't she, think she's a serious litigator here. <laughs> she needs a better attorney. <laughs> she needs- She'll be 50 million pounds. <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, this girl, you know, did something dumb and wants to be, you know, independently wealthy for the rest of her life based off of this. But it doesn't, I mean, this sounds like right. she's trying to pay off her expenses it, and, it also and get on with like, her life. It also sounds like she wants to accept a part of the responsibility. She understands it's still a little bit on her. And, and this is what I'm talking about. I think everybody involved has some type of responsibility on a dive. When I And I don't mean like you're a bystander watching. You don't really have a responsibility. You can, but you... You know what I'm saying? You you signed up to go on the dive trip, and somebody else on the trip has an issue, and the, this whole thing goes on between the di- the resort owner, the dive staff, and the uh, the diver. But the people involved, the the victim per se, the dive staff, the resort, the dive boat captain, they all have something that they're responsible for. Sure, as does the agency, as does the the community as a whole, as does the magazines reprinting these articles and. Oh, and putting wow. these questions in, in people's heads. What about and, the podcasters talking about it? Well, we're not immune. them. <laughs> we're immune. <laughs> we can make all the we judgments. Signed we signed a waiver. <laughs> I, well, I think we're the like we're a couple of the few. There's there's there are a few people out there that are looking to ob- objectively 
look at a situation, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays that that doesn't just jump to conclusions on our jump to conclusion, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should have a jump to conclusion Fam. giant stride entry. Ooh. The jump to conclusion entry. This is what I'm going to start. Teaching. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> jump to conclusion. So entries. you have your giant stride. You can do the back roll. You can do that. Uh, a bunch of different entries, but the biggest and most fun one is the jump to conclusion entry, <laughs> <laughs> where the instructor is always at fault. <laughs> exactly. I'm suing everybody. And then you jump. <laughs> so, uh, well, this was a great little dive. Uh, not for Amy Stone, but uh, for us, it was a great little dive. Well, it's a nice discussion, right? Yeah, and good discussion. People get the idea that participating in those discussions should be from a viewpoint of you weren't there. And, you, you know, to make all these assumptions is not good. And to maybe put yourself in the in the path of, could I see myself making these same decisions Right, because I'm sure Amy didn't leave on holiday saying, "How can I spend the rest of my six months in a hospital bed, unable to walk or well, pee myself?" I was going to say, "You could pee yourself, but well, not pee that's my, the problem is she not can't pee, pee myself, <laughs> but pee on my own, oh, yes. you know, when I want to." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Nobody, well, nobody goes out saying, "I'm going to get in an accident. I'm going to die today. I, you know, I'm going to make a stupid mistake." Nobody says that ever. But right. And this is where, you know, good education far beyond the, the basic classes is going to start to get you thinking like this. You know, a, a good critical thinking class that puts you in critical situations. It's not just we need to check off skills X, Y, and Z, but puts you on a, on a path to being able to really critically think. Once you realize you're really into diving, right? And you've got your, you know, your advanced master diver card or whatever it is. And then you've, you come to these situations where you still have questions in your head. You're going to realize that there is training out there that goes beyond this big box follow the dive master class. Well, that I, I go back to, you know, all of my training or all of my diving career up to a certain point. That whole, I'm missing something, I'm missing something, there's something not right, there's something missing out of this diving education, and you can feel it, you know that it's not there. You know, both in the water, you know, uh, the uh, right. the human factor stuff is, is gaining big awareness in the industry right now, as rightfully should. Huge. Getting you to, to think mm-hmm. beyond just what just happened, thinking through the system, and there's diving education, you know, you know that teaches, you know, what, what we call the essentials of those real solid building blocks of balance, buoyancy, trim, body mechanics, awareness, thinking, organization, teamwork in the water. And it addresses equipment and equipment choices. You know, not yeah, necessarily from a, from brand a complete, names, but... complete holistic right, that looks at the big picture together. and not just take another class, buy another piece, take another class, buy another piece. Get rid another. of the gimmicks. I mean, you can see looking at accidents and li- things like this from a viewpoint of having this education that we have. It's a completely, it's a completely different situation. You're looking at it like, I can see how it happened, and it's extremely clear that there's a training issue, there's an education issue, there's a viewpoint issue. Okay. Anyways, hey, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks a lot. Tune in next week when uh, we uh, have some more fun with you and talk about another great dive. But up until then. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for your support. Get out there and uh, share this with some friends. Uh, share this uh, episode. Share this podcast with your buddies. And uh, hopefully we just keep building that great dive audience that uh, we're, that we have already. Great dive audience. That's how it is. We're just going to sit there and listen. <laughs> anyway.
Yeah, I like yeah. it. All right, guys. Thank you again. Safe diving. That's how, that's how authentic, that's how authentic my accent is. You're Australian. I took three years of Australian in high school.